Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. The rooster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. They keep coming up with failure after failure after failure. And it seems like they won't stop. The U.S. DOJ ramping up its investigation into the 2020 election and January 6th, issuing subpoenas to 40 Trump associates. Congestion pricing in midtown Manhattan is expected to negatively affect areas outside the zone with congestion and pollution as drivers skirt added fees. A weeks before the November election, New York's governor ends the COVID-19 state of emergency for which Hochul has been heavily criticized by her Republican challenger, Lee Zeldin. President Biden unveils his cancer moonshot initiative with the goal of cutting cancer deaths in half. Emmy Awards are out. The early news has the highlights of last night's awards out in L.A. The U.S. Justice Department issued 40 subpoenas seeking information about the actions of former President Donald J. Trump and his associates in relationship to the 2020 election and the January 6, 2021 riot at the U.S. Capitol. Boris Epstein and Mike Roman, who are both Trump advisors, have had their phones seized, according to the New York Times. Among those subpoenaed, Dan Scavino, Trump's former social media director, Bernard Carrick, former NYPD police commissioner. Reaction from former assistant AG Jeffrey Clark on the Absolute Truth TV show. When you see what's happening to the country, when you see that there are 35 to 50 people who have been either subpoenaed or or search warranted, um, in this clear dragnet approach to go after one man, one single man, Donald Trump, who's been repeatedly investigated. They keep coming up with failure after failure after failure, and it seems like they won't stop. The action represents an escalation into the investigation coming just two months before the midterm elections. Congestion pricing planned south of Manhattan 60th Street next year could reduce pollution and gridlock in Midtown while raising money for the cash-strapped MTA. However, drivers may skirt the zone, meaning the South Bronx could end up with more pollution and congestion. Hardest hit would be the Cross Bronx Expressway. Consultant Joe Ither was on Cats at Night with 77 WABC's owner and operator John Katsimatidis. So now you have fumes going up. And they're going into where? The park where the kids are playing and the apartments where people are now living. An additional number of people from back in the days when the Cross Bronx was put together. And now you're going to talk to us about congested pricing. Areas adjacent to the Cross Bronx Expressway play home to roughly 220,000 Bronx residents, mostly people of color in some of the city's lowest income areas. New York's governor, Kathy Hochul, said Monday she will let a COVID-19 state of emergency expire. Her decision as cases continue to decline and criticism from her Republican opponents increase ahead of November's elections. Hochul, of course, a Democrat who took office last year after then-Governor Andrew Cuomo stepped down, has extended two executive orders each month 
which allows her to bypass state contracting rules and the easing licensing rules for healthcare workers. Given that we're in a different place now, we've been making announcements about taking masks off on public transportation. We now have a new booster shot as of a few days ago. So we're watching the numbers. Right now we're feeling comfortable that we can suspend them. Hochul has faced criticism from Republicans, particularly her opponent, U.S. Representative Lee Zeldin, for using her emergency powers. Her administration has purchased $600 million worth of at-home COVID tests, according to the Times Union, from a company called Digital Gadgets, which contributed $300,000 to Hochul's campaign. President Biden unveiled his Cancer Moonshot Initiative Monday at the John F. Kennedy Library on the 60th, the 60th anniversary of President Kennedy's famous moonshot speech. In the speech, JFK rallied America to beat Russia to the moon in 1969, as they did. Biden, who wants to cut cancer deaths in half over the next 25 years. Cancer does not discriminate red and blue. It doesn't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat. Beating cancer is something we can do together. Biden lost his son, Beau, to brain cancer in 2015. Well, the 74th Emmy Awards celebrating the best in television were presented Monday in L.A. The White Lotus, Ted Lasso, and Secession picked up some of the biggest awards of the night. Here's Ted Lasso star Jason Sudeikis as he accepted his award. I have sat at home and watched award shows. My mom loves award shows, and I always bust people's balls that get up here and say, I, had, I didn't think I had an idea. I, I had a chance. Uh, and I really didn't because, I mean, like, an amazing, an amazing group uh, that I was uh, nominated with. Um, so I, I'm not overly prepared. Also in the entertainment world in L.A. on Monday, rapper PNB Rock shot and killed as a robber took personal items from him. At the Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles restaurant, the gunman fled so far, no arrests. The U.S. House of Representatives has returned from August recess with three weeks to approve funding to avoid a government shutdown. The Democratic-led January 6th committee set to resume its public hearings. The first hearing may take place September 28th. The committee is now focusing more on former President Trump's connection to the January 6th, 2021 Capitol riot. Former President Trump blasted the media and the committee during a speech back in July. Everything this corrupt establishment is doing to me is all about preserving their power and control over the American people. They want to damage you in any form, but they really want to damage me so I can no longer go back to work for you. And I don't think that's going to happen. In a departure from House norms, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi last year handpicked two anti-Trump Republicans to join the seven Democrats on the January 6th investigative committee. Committee members reportedly over the roughly six-week recess interviewed witnesses and tried to get cooperation from former GOP House Speaker Newt Gingrich, former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, and former Vice President Mike Pence. Former President Trump, meanwhile, repeatedly told allies in the days following his 2020 election loss that he would remain in the White House rather than let incoming President Joe Biden take over. This revelation is in a forthcoming book by New York Times reporter Maggie Haberman, as reported by CNN. Wyoming Congresswoman Liz Cheney, a key member of the January 6th committee who lost her reelection bid, reacted on CNN. Sometimes people will say, well, you know, uh, what happened wasn't wasn't that big a deal because, you know, if if Mike Pence had rejected a slate of electors, the Supreme Court would have sorted it out. 
You know, there's, there are a lot of ways that people sort of say this wasn't as dangerous as it really was. Abraman's book, Confidence Man, The Making of Donald Trump and the Breaking of America, is being released on October 4th. Her stories made her a frequent target of Trump's vitriol on Twitter. The revelations from the book come as investigators in the U.S. House and the Justice Department probe Trump's claims of election fraud in the aftermath of the 2020 election. Nearly two dozen Republican governors sent President Biden a letter on Monday to express their concern with how his student loan handout plan, estimated to cost taxpayers $500 billion, will negatively impact lower-income families, led by Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds. The letter signed by 22 GOP governors in total explains the plan punishes the poor and shifts the burden of debt from the wealthy to working Americans. The GOP governors feel people who didn't take loans should certainly not be forced to pay for the student loans of others. Here's Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. And, you know, Biden has this proposal, which is not constitutional because he's unilaterally putting almost a trillion dollars of liability on taxpayers without congressional authorization. But... Uh, If you think about it, there's no reform to higher education at all offered this. It's just basically like, hey, if if, if you have debt, taxpayer will pick it up. The governors also insisted that President Biden lacks the authority to usher in a sweeping student loan cancellation plan. Former President Trump's national security advisor, John Bolton, Monday said the threat of nuclear war with Russia is a lot closer than before. He appeared on Cats at Night speaking highly of the Ukrainians' efforts in the war. Just when you think the Russian military can't perform any worse, they surprise you and perform worse. I mean, great credit to Ukraine here. I'm sure we were responsible for part of it with intelligence and other assistance. But but great credit to the Ukrainians. They pulled off a huge disinformation operation by talking about a southern invasion for weeks, maybe months, and they attacked in the north. Bolton served under former President Trump in 2018 and 19. He said that he has always predicted that Putin would not use nukes unless Ukrainian troops became successful enough to cross the Russian border. King Charles III promised to follow the late Queen's selfless duty in his first address to both houses of parliament as monarch yesterday. The king spoke to parliament at Westminster Hall. As I stand before you today, I cannot help but feel the weight of history which surrounds us and which reminds us of the vital parliamentary traditions to which members of both houses dedicate yourselves with such personal commitment for the betterment of us all. At the ceremony, the king and queen consort were offered condolences and loyalty on behalf of both houses of parliament. Queen Elizabeth II, of course, died last Thursday at Balmoral Castle in Scotland at the age of 96. The number of people living in modern slavery reached an estimated 15 million in 2021, a significant increase of more than 9 million people from 2016. That's according to a new report published Monday by the U.N.'s Labor Agency. Contributing the COVID-19 pandemic, climate change, armed conflicts, all contributing to disruption in employment and education, increasing things like extreme poverty, unsafe migration and gender-based violence. Increasing modern slavery, including forced labor and forced marriage, according to this report. 77 WABC News Time is 515. 
weekend coming up. Sports with none other than Justin Ellick. What have you got? Well, thank you, Deb. I am Justin Ellick here with the early news sports update. Just a Metropolitans, Metropolitans, excuse me, in action locally yesterday as they welcomed in the uh, Chicago Cubs to get a three-game set at City Field underway. Wasn't exactly the series opener Mets fans were looking for against an abysmal Chicago ball club as the Cubbies got to right-hander Chris Bassett. Effectively handing him his shortest outing in three months. Bassett went a mere three and two-thirds innings, allowing five runs on five loud hits as Chicago pulls out the 5-2 to two victory on the road. Bassett was due for a subpar outing as New York had won each of his last eight starts with the right-hander clocking in with a 2-4 two, a two, ERA over that stretch. Here was Bassett after the rough outing. Just a start. I mean, that's it. Just wasn't looking. I mean, not trying to make this a bigger deal than what it is. I mean, just... A bad start. Obviously, uh, this entire game's on me. Um, it's unfortunate, but I just work my butt off and go to the next one. Silver lining after the losses, the Mets remained one and a half games up on Atlanta in the NL East as the Braves fell as well, three to two in San Francisco. Hopefully, Jacob Degrom can pick up Bassett's slack tonight as he's slated to take the bump in Game Two against Chicago's Adrian Sampson, seven ten p.m. first pitch. As for the Yankees, they took a breather yesterday but are set to open a quick two-game set in Boston tonight at seven ten p.m. Eastern time. The Yanks have yet to name a starter going up against the Red Sox, Nick Pavetta. And your first installment of Monday Night Football is in the books for the 2022-23 NFL season as the Seahawks spoiled quarterback Russell Wilson. Wilson's return to Seattle and upset the highly regarded Denver Broncos by a score of 17-16. to A questionable call from the Denver sideline to pull Wilson and the Denver offense off the field in favor of a 64-yard field goal attempt came back to bite the Broncos in the behind as kicker Brandon McManus went wide left. From 64, McManus missed it. And the Seahawks are going to win this game. That call courtesy of ESPN. For more sports content, follow 77 WABC Sports on Instagram and Twitter. Here with the early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. Thanks, Justin. Blue Dobbs has your financial report. This is the 77 WABC Lou Dobbs Financial Report. I'm Lou Dobbs. Wall Street targeting a decline in the monthly CPI report. Starbucks focused on growth and holiday travel expenses climbing. Wall Street coming up its fourth straight winning session. Investors awaiting today's key inflation reports. The Consumer Price Index for August is the last major economic update ahead of next week's Fed meeting. Economists targeting the headline CPI to have risen 8.1% in August, down nearly a half percent from July. If that forecast holds, it would mark the first monthly decline in the CPI in two years. Starbucks unveiling a reinvention plan at today's Investor Day event. The strategy will address efficiency at cafes and improving employee turnover rates. Starbucks remains focused on growth in a post-pandemic world. The stock down 24% so far this year. Holiday travel, the most expensive it's been in years. The average domestic airfare up 22% since 2019. Airlines expect bookings to continue to rise despite inflation's effect on consumers. Please join me several times each weekday right here on 77 WABC. This is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Keep listening for more to 77 WABC for the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. All right, stock futures pointing to a fifth day of gains. Uh, right now, the Dow up 126 points or 0.39% at 32,624. S&P's up 17.5. NASDAQ's climbed 49.5. Gold up, uh, or I beg your pardon, now in the red, down $4.10 at $1,736.80. And crude oil up this morning, $1.04 a barrel at $88.82. 
Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. Valentine time with your 77 WABC early news and part two of our interview with former New York City mayor and 77 WABC host Rudy Giuliani. That is coming up at 550. You don't want to miss it. New York City workers under pressure to return to the office. Here's 77 WABC's Bob Brown. Mayor Adams is once again calling on workers to come back to the office now that COVID cases have leveled off. We're saying to the highest income earners, you can stay home. And to the lower income earners, you must go to work every day and stock our shelves, deliver our food, and make sure that your trains are, are, are driven. Not acceptable. It's not going to happen while I'm the mayor. Adams was asked about last week's council meeting where council members talked about lack of remote work options possibly hurting the city's hiring efforts. I'm Bob Brown for the 77 WABC Early Morning News. And tragedy in Coney Island. Three young children ages seven, four, and three and a half months were found unresponsive on a Coney Island beach during the early morning hours Monday after police received a 911 call from a family member that the children's mother allegedly planned on harming them. The children were found at West 35th Street after their 30-year-old mother, Erin Murdy, was discovered soaking wet barefoot on the boardwalk. The Daily News reports Murdy called a cousin saying she drowned her children allegedly. Alan McFarland, who coached seven-year-old Zachary's football team, the seven-year-old child, spoke to reporters about the tragedy. I can only imagine what that young man, those kids were actually thinking to be with a, a woman, with the mother, the, the, the safest person you can be with. And that can be your last moment, your last walk. Murdy was taken to the 60th Precinct Station House for questioning Monday and later taken for a psychiatric evaluation. Police say they responded to six past domestic incidents involving Murdy. Possibly postpartum depression that led to postpartum psychosis is being considered as a possible motive. A 78-year-old woman knocked unconscious after being shoved to the ground by an alleged shoplifter at a Manhattan Barnes & Noble now speaking out. Store security tried to stop this suspect for alleged shoplifting when he shoved Susan Eisenberg to the ground attempting to flee that store. And she spoke exclusively to Channel 7 Eyewitness News. I know things happen. I didn't expect me to be one of them, especially not going into Barnes & Noble. I remember walking in and being in the ambulance. Holy crap, now I know what happened to me. I didn't know if I made it in the first door or the second door. I had no clue. I just remember reaching for a door. Eisenberg was treated at Bellevue Hospital for a concussion. The suspect, described by police as a man in his 20s, about five foot three, with medium build, dark complexion, black hair and facial hair, who's last seen wearing a blood Blue uh, hooded sweatshirt, gray sweatpants, gray sneakers, and carrying a black bag. Anybody with information in regards to that incident. Asked to call the NYPD's Crime Stoppers hotline. Here's the number, 1-800-577-TIPS. A 69-year-old man who uses a walker robbed at knife point right inside the elevator of his own apartment building on Bryant Avenue in the Bronx. This happened Friday evening. Surveillance video shows a teenager lying in wait for Ruben Garcia to pick up his mail and when Garcia got onto his elevator, the teen followed. Garcia now speaking out. 
Police say the teen suspect, though, in custody now. Garcia says he has lived in that building for 21 years and has never been the victim of a crime there. And the teen allegedly stole only $13 from Garcia, for which he is now facing charges of robbery and criminal possession of a weapon. As expected, a number of Jacob Reese House tenants have now filed a lawsuit against NYCHA over a false report that their water was contaminated with arsenic causing concern and the use of bottled water for a week. Initial testing from Illinois-based lab environmental monitoring and technologies showed traces of arsenic, but later water tests using a different method showed those results were flawed. Attorney Sanford Rubenstein said they are suing NYCHA for $10 million in damages. Victims have a right to damages, even if they're not sick, but fear getting sick in this situation. The company, known as EMT, says it accidentally put arsenic in the test samples while looking for silver sediment, but that nothing had actually contaminated the water. New York City's Mayor Adams said that more than 100 tests have shown no contamination of the water supply. This evening, John Lennon arrived at the emergency room at the Roosevelt uh, Hospital. He was dead at the time of his arrival. Well, the man who shot and killed John Lennon, of course, of the famed Beatles outside his Manhattan apartment building in 1980, has now been denied parole for a 12th time. That, according to New York corrections officials on Monday, 67-year-old Mark David Chapman appeared before a parole board at the end of August, according to the State Department of Corrections. Chapman shot and killed Lennon the night of December 8th, 1980, as Lennon and Yoko Ono were returning to their Upper West Side apartment. Lennon had signed an autograph for Chapman on a copy of his recently released album, Double Fantasy, earlier that day. State officials have yet to make transcripts, so of Chapman's latest board interview available, but he has repeatedly expressed remorse in previous parole hearings. The boss in New York City today, Bruce Springsteen, is joining Rolling Stone founder Jan Wenner for an in-depth conversation today at New York City's 92nd Street Y. Jacqueline Carl has the story. Bruce Springsteen taking on the role of moderator Tuesday night in New York City. The rock icon will be in conversation with Rolling Stone founder Jan Wenner. Wenner's promoting his new book, Like a Rolling Stone, a memoir. The book comes out this week. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Jacqueline Carl. And our interview with former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani coming up at 550. Of course, the 77 WABC host as well. And if you miss the top five at five and other news, be sure to check it out on our website, WABCradio.com. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024.